rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hello. Thoughts lead to feelings. Feelings lead to opinions. Opinions define reality. And the definition of reality solidifies into form. Do you believe me? I am a Sun 21 on Twitter. In a nutshell, I produce, edit, and disseminate content specifically for black gay people that want to live forever. Yes, I said it forever. And have fun while doing it, honey. My current projects include Center of the Sun podcast, learning how live streaming fits into our daily lives, <laughs> and music production. I collaborate with as many black gay people who are who are innovative and motivated just like myself. And if you proudly identify as such, welcome. I urge you to ask for more information if you're curious. And if not, when I have to ask you kindly to leave. Are you becoming spiritually aware? If you want to know the answer... This is Center of the Sun, and I am your host. Thank you for listening. And I'm going to ask you, before we um, have our dance break, who are you? Let me know in the comments. Dance, bitch. Music is the language of the universe. Let it move you. If um, you're awake, you should be dancing. Hey. DJ, turn it up. 
Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Center Sun 21 on Twitter, and you are listening to Center of the Sun. So today we are talking about spiritual awakening. It's been a topic all season. <laughs> OMG. And um, I've been my the, the last few episodes, we've been getting into just religion, 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 and really not a lot of science. So today we are talking about spiritual awakening. We're talking about spirituality, but we're also putting it. We're not forgetting about science. We are going to forget about our weird society today because there's nothing new in the headlines besides the fact that um, two of the most evil white men that have governed this country are now dead. Um, So we're just going to do that. And, um, you know, we're just going to let the cookie crumble where it may fucking go because i can't keep up but i'm not i don't wish i don't celebrate people's death because i don't want to celebrate i don't want nobody celebrating mine if i'm evil and just let me die um don't celebrate my death but anyway how have you celebrated this glorious weekend of all these old ass people dying i'm like i mean i can't be sad about old people dying they're supposed to die you know anyway in society um i typically run through the new york times because that's where i subscribe to the news um it's all about george bush literally and i'm like there's nothing that's even remotely accurate accurate about his tenure um and clearly it's all written by white folks and that's fine um i saw that michelle obama did a little thing on twitter i'm like okay well i think she might be running for president so she has to so i'm like excuse that and then um yeah everybody else like i don't see anything that pops out to me um one thing that does seem a little weird our our guy uh mr neil degrasse tyson he has um been wrapped up in some weird ass sexual allegations regarding sexual assault so um i of of course i can't log in into the new york times so um i can't see that particularly protected wall pay or whatever paywall um i can't see over this paywall because oh let me tell you let me tell you something about sprint so fuck Sprint, okay. So I called them and the and the reason why I can't log in into the New York Times on my computer or on my phone is because I don't have my password and I can't look it up right now because I'm recording. So it is what it, it is what it is, but I don't care. So I called Sprint. My bill was late, whatever. I called Sprint to get a little like an extra day to pay my bill. And they had me on hold for like two for like two hours. And because I've been with Sprint for my literally the entirety of my life, if I didn't pay for Sprint, somebody in my life was paying Sprint for me to talk on a phone, Um, whether it be a landline or a cell phone like Sprint had landlines. That was our phone. That was our phone growing up. And then they had cell phones. We had cell phones and we had DSL. We had Sprint Internet. We had Sprint everything. I've always had Sprint everything my entire life. So... You know, fast forward to I've had my own bill for the greater part of 10 years and um, have a Sprint credit card, you know, have all the things that Sprint has to offer. And I called to look to to dispute a charge, which caused my bill to be late. 
And because I kept looking at this charge, I'm like, there's something weird about this bill. There's something weird about this bill. It's higher than normal. I need to call him. I need to call him before I pay. I'm not paying it until I get a good answer. So I get a call to get a good answer. They don't give me a good answer. It's like, oh, we charged you this thing because of this weird thing. And then we're going to do this because. And I was like, that's weird. That's never happened to me before. You know how these companies, they try to just give you jargon like, well, it's, you know, it's because like there's a blankie that likes to, you know, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Let me talk to a manager. Thank you. So on in the and I'm not mean. I'm not rude. I have a I work in a clinic. People are mean and rude to me all day. <laughs> And I try not to reciprocate that same bad energy, those low vibrations. I don't reciprocate low vibrations. So I was like, okay, I don't understand why you're telling me this. And may I speak to your manager? Sure, right away. I was on hold for a half hour. No, 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 no. I was on hold for an hour and a half. Prior to the hour and a half hold, I was on hold for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then once I talked to that manager, I still was not happy with the answer so i was like you know what send me to the people that close the accounts and then i was on hold again so um basically what i did was i was like you know what how about these apples how about i just like go to somewhere else because what i'm not going to do is continue paying this exorbitant amount of money for the worst service and they know it (laughs) That's the thing about it. Sprint knows they're shitty. That's why they're the cheapest. And that's why they let me pay my bill late all the time. Long story short, I'm no longer a Sprint customer. Yes, I am. I'm still paying something. But long story short, I have Spectrum Mobile now. And I had to switch my phone. And thank God we don't have contracts no more because I was like, bloop, bloop. And it's you, the law. Thank you, law. Uh, protects us so if you did not know this regardless of the situation of the phone company i would imagine don't let your phone get cut off first (laughs) because i don't know like once you're once it's disconnected like that's the one thing that you can't that doesn't protect you but if the phone line is active you that's your number like literally you own that number sprint does not own that number so you can port that number anywhere you go so you know what the fuck i did i took this i ported my number to spectrum and i will call sprint monday so i can return their little dumbass phone so i just switched so basically long story short i'll have no passwords on my phone because i gotta like log it i gotta do some stuff where it's not automatic because you use your phone you use your password your and your keychain so often that eventually I just forget my passwords and then when it's time to log in I'm like shit I gotta log into the keychain and then I gotta do all this stuff I gotta do all these steps but what I can't remember is my password so I gotta you know anyway so long story short and I don't feel bad about it because Sprint does not exist no more even though they're building new Sprint stores no there's a long term plan to de um, value Sprint so it is what it is and then turn it into T-Mobile they've already done it with uh, Mo- uh, PCS what is it Metro PCS so anyway that's why we're not going to talk talk about fucking headlines um, and actually moving forward I'm not going to talk about headlines because I don't read the headlines I read the editorials and I didn't realize that and I realized that um, 
I realized that I only liked reading the New York Times editorials. So that's what we're going to focus on moving forward because reporting the news is exhausting. And I didn't sign up. Actually, I didn't sign up for it. And that's the point of this show is experimentation. So if you listen to the show and you like it, uh, just know that it will always change. Like literally. And in terms of um, profiting and stuff like that, it will be in the interest of um, the show's movement will be the interest of not profit, pure profit, but like decreasing the amount of jobs that I need to have in the in the regular world. So, you know, if there's ads on the show or something, don't be alarmed, but I will never sell anything that will like be detrimental to your health or anything like I don't sell I want to do ads like crystal and cured fury like therapy and bras you know and stuff like that nothing like toxic or evil so thank you for listening and the infrastructure is already there I just need the listeners and the (laughs) I just need the customers to pay so um the show um is inherently set up to be profitable so anyway um thank you for listening if you would like to support the show i do have a patreon account please email me host at centrosun21.com because that is not set up yet and there are there is no reason to i just want my hope just like my cell phone bill is just to have it set up um so that whatever happens can happen and that I'm in the best position to serve you all. Speaking of service, today's December 2nd, which means that yesterday was December 1st, World AIDS Day. If you have not, basically, I'm going to say this. Basically, I'm going to say this. How do you know you don't have HIV? And the only way, I'm going to say two things, and the only way to know if one has HIV is to be tested. So those, if those two things, if those two statements reverberate in your body, take your ass to the doctor. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. And HIV is a huge issue that is actually, speaking of George W or H.W. Bush, like the fact that he died on World AIDS Day is like karmic uh, irony. It's so ironic, but you know, it is what it is like, but he, he got to live to 94 while all the black gay people or black trans people, black queer people, white queer people, all the queers, uh, we got to be murdered in cold blood basically because of a lack of response. And that's why I have to do things like talk about Jesus because sometimes I have to like look in unexpected places to find joy. (laughs) even though certain things are not joyful for me at all times. But sometimes I have to look in unexpected places to find joy. And that's what this episode is about. How do you become spiritually aware and not like religious, not spiritual, not vibes, not energy, healing. No, like literally How do you, what is that process? What does it look like? And the only way I can explain it is in the, is in the context of of science because of the lack of ambiguity. (laughs) Um, Not that it's completely free of ambiguity. Um, Science is inherently ambiguous um, and 
that's the point, but it's there's a structure to it. So, in order to do that, um, I have been really putting my head down in some science lately. But I'm just coming to the same conclusion is that science is just as dumb as any other idea that we've been ascribed to. And that art is truly the savior. So last week I went in, I went in on the Bible, like, I don't know. I was having a moment. Like I was like preaching like hallelujah. Um, but I was talking, I read three parables of Christ in order. Luke, uh, Luke chapter 19, um, chapter 19 verses one through 40. And they described, oh, let me get my notes. Let me get my notes. No, no, no. So I've been going to, so you know how people have like retail therapy my retail therapy is going to staples like literally i bought two new nope two new journals and i use them that's the thing is that they're only ten dollars so staples staples sells these really nice bound and they're not that nice like i would prefer if i had more money i would buy nicer ones because the, the binding is falling apart already but it's good enough um, and, but I have an addiction to, 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 journals and pens. Like literally I have a problem and yet, and I went to Staples and they had their new, uh, Christmas journals out and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll take a sketchbook and a journal. Thank you for 2019. So my 2019 journal has already been purchased. It says be happy on the front. So last week, so, uh, and that's why I have another journal that my 2018 journal it's not even finished yet, but I I bet you I'll finish it by the end of this year. Um, there's still a month left, so we'll see. But Staples has great journals if you want. This is not an ad. I just love Staples. And, oh, and I bought a fountain pen. Oh, my God. I love fountain pens because I'm a writer. Not a writer writer. Not, not like a mass appeal writer. Like, I don't write for the public. I write for me. And for, I just literally, that's my expression. Like, I have to get my thoughts out of my brain and onto a piece of paper. And I do that by um, handwriting. And if you ever meet me or ever see me sign anything or whatever, you see my handwriting is crazy. And it's big. And But it represents me. It represents my consciousness. Like, the way that, the way that the reality reflects the external reality it reflects the internal reality is mind-boggling and the first and the first iteration of that the first evidence of your consciousness is literally your handwriting so i buy journals and pens all the time because it's like that's my form of art but it's like just my handwriting so i i keep it in in a journal <laughs> but last week we were talking about last week last week last week last week focused vaughn last week we were talking about jesus and we're talking about this parables of Jesus and the moral of my story is that nothing in the world is truly finite. What is finite? Finite means there is a beginning and there's an end as opposed to infinite, you know, infinite or infinity where there is no beginning and there is no end and time and space and duration just continue in perpetuity, which is the nature we believe of our universe. And, uh, the second point that I wanted to point out from last week is that what is finite? So 
nothing so so in one hand we say that nothing is finite and then in the other hand we say that every that there are finite things and how is that possible well that's possible because of because the things that are finite directly correspond to our reality and our reality is a direct when i opened the show i said turning the page back i can't remember where it was but it was something like feelings equal thoughts thoughts equal something else um let me go back here oh shoot come on I don't know, but basically our thoughts manifest in reality. There's a vibration to them. There's something about our thoughts. And so even though the true nature of the universe is that nothing is finite, the true nature of our universe inside of our heads is that there are things that are finite because we make them so. Purely. We create reality. Does that make sense? It it's hard to explain because because when I think when I t- say it out loud, it makes sense to me. But then I think about it like that might not make sense to nobody else. But basically, control. So the basic thing is about control. Do we have control over anything? And the answer is no. But you can create finite control within your reality, and you can control the things that maximize your power on Earth. So, um, you have power on earth. So how do you know you have, how do you know you have power on earth and what is your power on earth? Well, that's why we have religion because I think religion does a really good job, even though it has, it does a good job of being an asshole. Religion also has a very good job. And when I say religion, I say religion and spirituality because everyone defines it differently, whatever it means to you basically but the sense your sense of self directly correlates to your there's always like a higher power there's always something going on but basically we need to recognize that our power comes from our sense of self our higher self our awareness our consciousness god our spirit our you know our energy our all these things are all synonyms they all mean the same thing it's just a different word for the same thing everybody is right and god has given us gifts so in my reality my higher power is god to someone else, their higher power is themselves on a higher dimension. It's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. And if you don't believe me, just keep reading your own religious texts and it'll tell you. It'll say it right there in front of you. You just have to recognize that that's what it is. You have to interpret it in that way. But the truth is already here. And with those religious texts, and, and that's why I'm like, if you don't believe me, read your religious texts. Because your religious texts, and I can tell you, mandate... That you invest and return that investment that God has given you, whatever God is to you. So if you're a writer and that's your gift and that's your power, you're supposed to invest your writing and return the investment. Not one time, not two times, but about five, ten times in return on the investment. 
I'm a talker and I'm a vocalist. Talk, I sing, I do all kinds of things with, with my voice. I have to put my voice into the world. Like we have to bring our gifts out and invest them into the world because that is the only way that we create reality. Otherwise, do you know what happens? Otherwise, fucking rocks will cry out. So, um, and I interpret that as, you know, everything on the earth has a vibration. Everything, even a rock has a energy to it that can supersede yours if you are not careful. And you'll be looking real dumb over here letting rocks be more energetic than your dumb ass. So, hello, happy Sunday. And moving along to today, I wanted to not move away too much from that. Because what this warrants to me is that like things that we think are just normal human behaviors, like I'm just going to get up and draw a doodle today. We don't recognize the like intense amount of brain power, even the dumbest thing we think is the stupidest thing we do it is actually that is connected to god like that is our spirit and that is a spiritual awakening that's what i that's what i mean when i talk about a spiritual awakening is connecting to god through our gifts because that's how we communicate like our feelings and how we feel how we um our motivations and our dreams and our aspirations and our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and all those things are the communications are the communique from from higher power or god or higher self or spirit or cognition i think that like thinking is the ultimate gift so let me get my notes out here because I'm getting a little distracted because I'm still on last week. Um, I'm still on this last week thing. I had so much fun reading the Bible. And we're actually going to read a verse from the, from the Bible today. It's very short. But art is truly the Savior. And whatever form you decide to focus on, it will allow the mind to interact with the world. That's literally the purpose. To bring the soul out of the body. Bring the body in. To, to the mind and doing this will temper the overbearing nature of our body like we am because because we are physical beings we have an impact on the world there's a cascading effect um that we have on the world and we're seeing it you know in the terms of climate change and all this kind of stuff like we if we're not careful with our thoughts our bodies become overbearing to nature and through the spread and sorry through the stretching and prodding of our imagination that's where we create that microcosm we see in the macrocosm of the universe so earth is just a reflection of the greater scheme of the universe or the greater patterns that exist within the universe so where the hell am i getting all these ideas because <laughs> i'm like i just like talk and talk and talk i'm like where do i get these ideas from and you know i don't like being duped i don't like being manipulated and i definitely don't like being lied to about simple stuff that shouldn't be a lie and so we've been focusing a lot on cartesian rationale rationalism 
or the just regular way that we approach problems in science and in society, but there is an alternative way that we've already accepted and already integrated into everything. <laughs> this is the kind of this, this is the kind of slope. We talk about it like it's like the devil, but we've already integrated it into our daily lives, and that's alchemy. Have you heard of alchemy? You probably have only heard about it in a certain way because it fails to it. Well, okay, because it inherently and then purposefully fails to conduct experiments based on that Cartesian rationalism. Um, and I'm and I'm not going to be able to get into alchemy. Like, what is alchemy? That's season three. That's coming in season three. We're going to get into into that alchemical rules of thought. But in a nutshell, alchem- alchemy encourages one to recognize the world who we are and how we fit into that world and then the greater universe to recognize that this integration is so complex that shifting one's perspective even slightly yields new and confounding information every time there's a show on um viceland i think about ayahuasca Basically, every time we probe our imagination, every time we prod our consciousness, it doesn't matter who it is. They, that person has a different experience from the last one. And that everything corresponds in some way to everything else. And this is not religion. This is literally just how the world works. For instance, our date, the place and the time we were born corresponds to a planetary position and we call that a birth sign and we call that and we and we connect personal our personality traits or archetypes we um superimpose those archetypes on that person before they're even grown so you can believe me or not do you believe me <laughs> let me know host at Sun 21 dot com send me an email or you can tweet me at centrison 21 on twitter uh, because because i want to know where you are in terms of thinking about these these ideas is it foreign to you it's foreign to me i can tell you that i have to write on paper and pen and just to understand it because it is so new i need to like really come back to foundation like hold on everything i learned is now not a lie but it's more confusing because now there is there's more information. I keep telling my boss this. <laughs> I need more information. I need more information, not less. And you need more information because it helps you make better decisions about moving forward. And with the lack of information, I'm going to going to make the same mistake over and over again. Who said that? Albert Einstein said that that's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Like I can't keep doing the same thing over, expect a different result and not be mad. (laughs) So naturally you have to seek more information in order to get a better picture. So here we are. And this episode will explain a little bit more about how specifically those planetary positions. Cause I do want to get into astrology cause it's very interesting. And I didn't know that alchemy stems from, or astrology stems from alchemy. And so we accept astrology, but we think alchemy is like magic or something. And it's like, no, actually alchemy explains in better detail and in more weird detail though, how we interact with the world and how, and our, our position on this planet. 
So, everything corresponds in some way to everything else. And for instance, astrology is your girl because you've already accepted her. (laughs) And I just want to take the time to just explore some new ideas today and shift my perspective because... I don't have all the answers and I want them. And the point of center of the sun is to explore the possibilities, explore the things that we have just so, we just so confidently decided were true that are actually not true. And I think it was the expression episode. I spoke about how we accept ideas of which we were never previously aware Things like new age spirituality and alien invasions. Um, We receive messages from our society warning us that we should take heed, but we never do. We never do. We never get our house together. We just keep living. And then we're surprised when we get to a critical mass and then things start looking like they're going to fall apart. And then we get scared and then we want to correct them and make corrections. And then science is basically no no different science is no different they've been telling us for years that the that the earth is a globe and that space is a vacuum (laughs) but nasa keeps photoshopping their pictures without valid explanation also if you want to know anything about a vacuum or if you know anything about a vacuum please enlighten me because i just learned that it's impossible for space to be a vacuum where does the earth's atmosphere end and begin and then where does space end and begin to create this compelling vacuum because a vacuum is a space is a is a boundary inside which nothing else is is boundary empty bound yeah it doesn't make sense space is definitely not a vacuum <laughs> if you just look look purely at the definition not a vacuum. So let's play truth or dare because I cannot. Truth. <laughs> truth. Truth. It is completely possible for space to not be a vacuum. And we've been lied to our entire lives. Here we are. Here we are again. Feeling real extra, um, really dis- disappointed. Like, it's really disappointing. So I'm going to go to my Bible because what has not changed? What thing has not changed in our lifetime? What document? The Bible is a good one. So I'm going to go to the New Living Translation Bible. And we're actually just going to go to Genesis. Genesis 1, 1. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, can somebody say, or uh, some, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, shame, shame, shame your neighbor because, or actually, actually, no, 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 don't shame your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, creation. Creation is in the vortex. Is in the vortex. What is the vortex of creation? Well, the vortex of creation. I can't explain it because I don't know what the fuck it is. But I can. But you know who explained it? King James ass. In this New Living Translation. So, your Bible 
Genesis 1 and 1. In, oh, it's, it's titled The Account of Creation. Okay. And basically, pretty much everybody has the same account of creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. I said one and one, but I said, but I meant one and one and two. Or one and, uh, let's read the first, like, let's read the first 10, uh, 12 verses. So, Genesis 1. Verse 1 through 12, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. So those are key words, formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called that light day in the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that it is, and that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called this space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. I'm getting chills, y'all. This is weird. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water sea. And then God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the light sprout with seeds and then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. Then The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees and seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was what? Turn to your neighbor and say, good. Now, (laughs) so we read the Bible. Okay, we read the Bible. Now I want you to go to Google and type in Sano luminescence so s-o-n-o-l-u-m-i-n-e-s c-e-n-s-r-e-n-c-e sonoluminescence is a scientific term that defines the excitement within a substance by the passage of sound waves through it So if God, so we know from science that water is like the ultimate conductor of, of electricity. We know from science that our bodies reflect the macrocosm of the universe. Therefore, when we hear things like we are made in God's image, God is inside of us. God is without God is within us and outside of us. God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. God is omniscious. Whatever the words are. For the Lord our God is almighty. The Lord our God is omnipotent. The Lord our God, he is wonderful. All those all those things that we just say because it's our religion and we just feel it feels good so we don't resist. All the while, the Bible is literally 
telling us truths about the universe that we ignore because of social constructions. God said how, okay, so basically, okay, hold on. Let me get, get my notes here because I'm about to start asking a battery of questions. So I'm, I'm already curious. So how did God create water over waters before there was water? And I believe that it's possible. And I only believe it's possible because we have modern terms and modern demonstrations of science through Cartesian rationalism. (laughs) Not even alchemy. We don't even have to touch the weird part of science. But like if we look at it purely from a rational standpoint, we can prove that if you put enough energy, sound waves into a substance, it can create light. That is sonoluminescence. We can create light from darkness through sound waves. It says it right in the, it's right here. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Oh my God. If you believe in God, you should like take a moment to like wave your hand because this is cray cray. So maybe there is water. So, okay, so if we, okay, so take it out of Cartesian rationalism. We know it's possible. Let's jump back into alchemy. Let's shift our perspective just slightly, just slight. (laughs) Let's just shift our perspective and let's just believe that this Bible is telling the, the truth. So not NASA, not the United States government. Space is not a vacuum. Space is not dry and cold. What if, well, it's probably cold, but what if space was hot and wet? Let's just shift our perspective. Just think about it just for one moment. Let, let's let Jesus use us through this Bible. God said, let there be light. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. The spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Let there be light. There was no boundary. So imagine in space, the darkness of space, just a whole bunch of water stuff moving around because within deep waters, there's something in the water. And maybe there is water everywhere and it just takes a special force, special consciousness, a special focused amount of energy to create a form. So we know that our feelings lead to thoughts which lead to opinions which leads to definitions which leads to manifestation of our reality we know it's possible and we know that it's not possible for space to be a vacuum because there is no boundary and we also know that it's possible because we all own vacuums in our house that gravity can exist within a vacuum. So the fact that these astronauts are bouncing around like it's in the vacuum it's a vacuum of space because they're they're bouncing around because it's the vacuum no it's not there is no they're bouncing around because they're floating and probably in water and not like liquid water vapor because And we're not going to talk about this today, but one of the reasons why the show is called the center of the sun is because the sun is not what we think it is. And that water is not what we think it is and form and thoughts and who we are are not who we think 
not what we previously thought they were. So what does this mean for literally anyone breathing? Because I'm like, at the end of the day, it don't matter how the earth was created. It was created billions of years ago, so it don't matter to us. But that's the point. If you believe in most religions, you also believe in substance dualism. You believe that there is a infinite part of us that will live on past this finite reality in which we've created and in which we exist currently. And you probably believe these things unwillingly and unwittingly that we have a higher self and that our higher self is connected to God. And if you don't believe in God, I give you the, 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 the disclaimer is this is whatever it means to you. Because I don't have specific answers. The only specific answers I have are from my uh, foundational upbringing. And the fact that I only have my feelings at the end of the day, I can only lean towards what feels good. I can only le- I can only glean from my consciousness because reality is not everything that we you know it's what we make it and it's also you know we don't always have complete control over our bodies because we can be influenced very easily and our survival mechanisms our egos and our attitudes and stuff those are there for a reason and we should balance them with our higher self so my higher self's been showing himself lately (laughs) Because I've been becoming more aware of how I feel. Not, I haven't learned anything new. I just feel new things. Because it's like everything I've always, it's already here. I just, does it, does the feeling validate that it's true? That's what's happening. Because I already know, like we've been reading Genesis 1 and 1 for basically our entire life, but never looked at what it actually said. And that deep waters and infinite waters could also mean like literally God came over some fucking water in like that the blackness of space is actually we're just looking into a deep ass ocean and that we've never been actually out in that bitch and that elon musty's ass keep trying to prove that he going out into space they're not when they go into space they literally go to the top of the clouds and turn back around and come back down So where does the earth stop and space begin? There is no boundary. Literally, I'm I'm telling y'all, there is no boundary. There is none. There is no boundary. So what does this mean to anyone breathing? Well, it means, you know, it just validates. It just validates the fact that we, you know, you have to lean towards the feelings that, that feel good to you because literally most people are Christians or in some major religion have this creation account. And I've getting I've been getting I've been getting into crystals and stuff and I'm becoming more aware of how I feel. And I always thought that how I feel and how I think are mutually exclusive. And then I got into crystals and did some energy healing and really found out real fast. Like literally I just stopped the thing because I was doing it. I was doing energy healing for the first time with pointed quartz. And I've never been the same, not drastically different, but my perspective of on my human biology has changed because my feelings are drastically different. I felt things I didn't even think were possible. I didn't know you could have an energetic connection to crystals or quartz. And that's why pretty much every fucking computer or, you know, I'm like they conduct electricity. We know it. Our electricity flows through our body just like any other 
electromagnetic wave. And people have used crystals for all kinds of purposes. And just we just know that they're purely from the earth. And that we can recreate them under great pressure. But just think of a diamond. Women wear diamonds all the time to validate their feelings about their love. And I've benefited greatly from understanding how energy flows through my body. So, what do you think? Do you believe me? Email me, host at centrison21.com, or you can tweet me at centrison21 on Twitter. So, what do people mean when they, um, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm moving ahead of myself. I, I wanted you to think of a diamond because I'm going to talk about quartz. And how quartz, well, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm specifically talking about quartz and how quartz in my life has greatly benefited me um, because I'm understanding that there are energy points in the body and that energy flows through certain points in the body. So now we're going to move along in our game. I forgot we were playing truth or dare again. (laughs) I I dare you to become aware of your, your chakras or your energy centers in your body. And what do people mean by, like, my chakras are aligned, they're misaligned, like, I need to do this chakra, that chakra. What are the chakras? Well, to understand chakras, you have to understand the basis of astrology and the basis of alchemy. It all flows. We've already accepted these ideas. It's just you have to realize that you did it and make a decision whether or not you want to move forward. So to understand chakras, you need to understand alchemy. To understand alchemy, you need to understand planets, planetary positions. You need to understand the universe. And it's all about birth signs. You know, astrology is all about birth signs because it's all significant. So let me get my notes out here. Let me get my big ass notebook. Um, okay. So astrology are basically our... our alchemical social constructs okay and alchemy breaks down archetypes of the body and the mind into planetary symbols okay so astrology is nothing more than a symbolic representation of who humans are and it starts with the moon and ends with saturn okay so from the sun or starts with the sun to the moon and everything in between up up until saturn Those are our symbols. And it's significant to... Astrology is significant to the the human mind and the human body. And it dictates that everything has a planetary correspondence. And those correspondences are grouped into systems. And those systems can be combined with literally like herbs and rocks and animals and stuff and that is where like magic and witchcraft comes from is because we're combining our ideas of how we relate to the world combining with we're creating a microcosm and reflecting that microcosm on what we see in the universe so that's where witchcraft comes from and um but then they add extra stuff to it like connecting it to like the devil and you know there's all the there's more stuff to it but that's where it flows from it comes from like planetary position the micro the macrocosm reflecting the microcosm that's how that's what a spell is 
and you're drawing that energy from that planet with those objects into your space. And to do that, we do that through our chakras. And our chakras are literally just mental archetypes. And chakras are places in our body and our and in our mind where we place our reactions to certain experiences. And this all relates to your endocrine glands and it relates to your biology. But we know in dualism, our biology and our infinite consciousness are not mutually exclusive in that they often work hand in hand. So let's start with the root chakra. The root chakra is like near your booty, you know, that corresponds to Saturn and that's our base and that's the point of origin for spirit to form. That's literally your anchor. That's your root. That's what touches the ground, literally. And it roots you into the invisible into the other dimensions basically so your root chakra also you know you poop that's where your waist go you know it's like it's significant to our biology the next chakra is called the sec the sacral chakra or that's where your your sexual organs are that then that corresponds to jupiter and Jupiter, it corresponds to your bladder. So you pee out of there. It um, indicates um, sexuality, but can also indicate um, that's where violence and violent energy flows through your through your sacral chakra. Um, That's where water flows through your sacral chakra. Your feelings, your emotions. So that's that fluid part of you. You. That's why you're so spicy. You can just get up and start being violent. And that's why. And it explains why a lot of like straight dudes or people in general become violent in sex. Is because that's where that energy flows from. And if you're and if your sacral chakra is fucked up, you're gonna fucking kill somebody in response to a sexual encounter. Like it's just gonna happen because, um. This it's volatile down there, but it's also volatile in the fact that your emotions are down there, your feelings flow through there, and also your creativity. So your sacral chakra is connected to that part of your body. Your creativity flows out of there. That's why sex helps people, I bet. I, that's why I'm just going to make an assumption. That's why sex sometimes is a uh, relief for some people. And that the hippies, you know, we talk about love and stuff, like sexuality is a part of that because it's normal (laughs) it's normal so so moving up so we got our root chakra we got our sacral chakra and then now if you go right below your what is this part of your your um it's your sternum right under your sternum and this is my most powerful chakra and i've actually in the last few weeks i've recognized what that's what that chakra feels like because i just always thought it was nervousness or anxiety no 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 that's my solar plexus that's your solar plexus and your solar plexus corresponds to mars okay and that and that organ is your pancreas okay your pancreas reacts to anger um and it also reacts um, that you're like your digestive system. So like, so think about how you digest food. 
so you digest food through your solar plexus you also digest reality through your solar plexus so energy so real so the so the energy of like is this real is this fake like that's your gut feeling like your gut feelings like literally that's your solar plexus and it is the place where you res- most likely would respond to anxiety so you get diarrhea you get you know your stomach hurts and stuff and that's a result of your solar plexus that's your body yelling at you and you have to start recognizing what those feelings look like that also your your guts your courage and your willpower flow through there as well so i'm talking about these the the chakras because i never realized that this is where these ideas came from and once you become start becoming aware of like how energy is like increasing and decreasing in certain parts of your body you start making moves differently so moving up so a right up right under your sternum is your solar plexus like it's like right in the middle of my body like and when i'm nervous or when i'm excited or something like i can feel like the blood flowing through my solar plexus so whenever i meditate i put my quartz there so moving up venus oh i put my quartz on my solar plexus because quartz is a uh, clarifier so quartz helps me digest reality a little bit better Venus uh, corresponds to the heart chakra, which is also right over the right in the middle of your chest where the heart is. And that is your circulatory and your respiratory systems. Those are your um, those are the thus where you're exchanging oxygen and all kinds of stuff. That's where that that's where those chemical processes lie. And it corresponds to Venus. We all know that Venus relates to love. And we just thought that this was just like a book that somebody wrote. No, like literally, we've always thought that these planetary positions were valid. And Venus gives the divine the spark of life. So the divine is in the is in the crown chakra, but the spark of life happens in the blood and in through alchemy and as a because i i'm a research assistant and by day and so that may require me to draw someone's blood and in the last two years i've just learned how to draw blood in the last two years and i look i to this day i look at vials of blood and i'm like there is something shimmering in this goddamn blood like it's something about this blood and i just look at it and i'm just like what it just seems so dense it's so odd <clears throat> but but I don't dwell on it because oh I have water. I don't dwell on it because people start passing out. <laughs> Cuz people get weird. They're like, "Oh god, blood. Oh god." So I just like I look at it and then I'm like and then I I move along and then it mixes with the additive and then it kind of dulls out a little bit. But initially when I draw someone's blood, it comes out of out of their body. It's like shiny. It's so weird. But it's that spark of life. That's the spark of life. I gotta take a drink of water because my mind is blown. My mind is literally blown. And I never really thought about what chakras were because I just thought it was a part of being a Buddhist or something or a Hindu. But now that I think that everybody's right, I'm like, oh, let me let me see what's going on over here because the Baptists and the Buddhists are starting to actually sound the same at this point. But our blood, you know, the point and then but our blood does our blood is made in the liver. But it doesn't get the necessary oxygen that it needs to travel to the, like, okay, 
So the blood, so, okay, so let's just think of it. So let's think of it in a biology, biological standpoint, because I know from how, from my job that the liver creates the blood, okay, or creates the thickness of the blood. It creates your platelets that gives it that viscousness. So if I look at my chakras here, and I have to look at my notes every time because I don't know anything about chakras. So our root chakra is where our liver is, I'm assuming, and that's the base. That's the low, that's our digestive system that's right down at the base. And that's literally where everything goes first before it gets into your body. But it's the point of origin of the spirit. The point of origin of the spirit is in the liver. It receives its spark, its oxygen, the exchange. And, and when I say oxygen, I'm literally, we breathe in water because literally water is everywhere. We are water. Water is everywhere. And... Even the, how we breathe, we don't breathe in air, we breathe in vapor, and then that vapor has, it creates, there's a chemical process within our lungs that exchanges something for something else, and then oxygen is in our blood, and then we breathe out carbon monoxide, we breathe out carbon, and then it just keeps going, it's a big cycle. So it makes sense that, that, that the spark of life because without oxygen in your blood, you can have as many platelets as you want. So your blood can be thick, but without the necessary components that are ooh, added in the heart and in the lungs. Wow. It's becoming it's becoming more and more clear that um, we already know everything. We just have to decide what's how to organize it. So moving up in our chakras, we have our throat chakra, which is our right where your thyroid gland is so kind of like right in that little divot of your throat where your esophagus kind of goes into your goes into the down into your body um it indicates your throat and your communication and your ability to do uh, or in your ability to connect with other people and that corresponds to planet mercury so the throat chakra is very important because it is your gate it's your communicator it's your like it's not it's the screen of a computer it's the speaker of a of a record player it's what communicates so your thyroid gland um is regulated by that um and all of all of these chakras relate to your endocrine system so all of your feelings all of your hormones all of that all flows through through these chakras and that's why you feel the way you feel um and and those feelings are not there by accident so moving up is the moon um or the uh what chakra is that called i don't know what that's called we're just going to call it the perception chakra because i don't know but it's basically your eyes and your brain and that lizard part of you (laughs) that ancient part of you that receives information and then um does something with it i don't know we think i don't know it's all of this is new to me so i can't explain it in in terms of that way but i know that the brain we know from season one that the brain is locked in darkness and silence and it just gets millions of signals throughout the day and then it just figures out what to do with it and that's how we have reality in a a nutshell it's not it's way more complex than that because the brain is amazing but but we know that it's that's the more antiquated part of our body because um we know that because of our flight and fight or flight response we're still locked into survival mode because of our brain 
and our ego and we know that because of ego and that we can't just we just it's so hard to lay down our ego like we know it's locked in and it's locked in for a purpose it's not because we're supposed to be ascending or be like alien we're not supposed to be off the earth we're supposed to be finding the earth finding more about ourselves finding more about finding out more about the earth and then creating a new one in a way that will allow us to ascend at the time at the right time um i don't think that anyone's ascending until everybody ascends i'm a public health off you know worker I, i work in public health so i don't see how a few people can ascend without as some sort of greater good greater benefit happening so that's the moon or that's the perception chakra and if you know the real name of that chakra um, please let me know host at centersun21.com that's where your eyes are and when I say your eyes I mean your two visual eyes and then your visual cortex or your sight and vision are two different things so your sight is in the perception and your vision is in the perception but then there's another part of your vision that's the third eye that's but we think that's in the crown chakra so at the very top tippy top of your head right in the base of your brain in the middle of your brain you have a nice gland called the pineal gland and hoteps talk about how it's calcified and other people talk about how the government's trying to like fluoridate our water and chemtrail the air and dot 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 this and that whatever um it doesn't matter because the crown chakra corresponds to the sun which corresponds to our awareness which corresponds also to our consciousness which is the is god so the sun corresponds to our pineal gland we are the center of the sun and now we're here i didn't plan on that honestly i did not and this is the thing about higher self when i created this show a year ago or nearly a year ago i didn't know anything about chakras i didn't know what the center of the sun meant i just follow my feelings and i do things i do things based on aesthetic and feeling and stuff like that so i named the show the center of the sun because i knew there's a singularity at the center of every sun and that that is the driving force of all life i didn't know i was right (laughs) or that i had supporting evidence to my fact because I don't believe anyone. I mean, if because technically, if everyone's right, then also everyone's wrong. Technically. So what do you think? Do you feel your chakras or do you know what your chakras are? Have you ever thought about them? Have you ever felt them? Have you, will you, do you feel them now? Will you continue learning more about them? Do you think I'm a devil worshiper? Like, let me know what you think. Host at Centerson21.com. Thank you for listening. That's all I have. I just want to let you know that the way that the world is, is not, or the way that the people have told us about how the world is, is definitely those things can change. The only things that are finite are what we make finite. So take it as you will, take it in stride. And I encourage you to continue. Um, letting energy flow out of your crown chakra. It is it is very important. It is very it is very important to bring your spirit out of your body, and your spirit is directly connected to your creative expression and your feelings. 
bring those feelings out of your body and bring all of that energy, all that dense physical energy. Try to bring that inside your body. Just ima- just try to imagine yourself inside of your own body. It's a weird thing to think of, but just think about it. And I'll catch you somewhere. Have a great day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make the brave decision to venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go.